It's uh, everything I dreamed of. I don't want to tell my dad that I love him. I still don't know what just happened. I'm just so grateful. Just so grateful for the opportunity to play this game. The legacy is not what you give people, it's what you put inside people, but also what they put inside of me. Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Locker Room with Maria. Maria Prekic here at Grubby Sun Valley. The footballer has the hat on today, not Sid the Sloth. And uh, we're going to wrap up Super Wild Card Weekend and this weekend's playoffs. And we're going to start off with T-Bone's take. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I was like, who's on his phone? Yeah. You're still getting those stats. I love I it. Um, so first off, sorry about your eagles. They mm-hmm. look like poo. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I was reading on Twitter today. They really got roasted. Yeah. they. Um, but let's start with a recap. Uh, Las Vegas at Cincinnati Bengals. One twenty six nineteen, the biggest crowd they said in Paul Brown Stadium history caused three Raiders false starts in the first quarter, and uh, they never let up. Uh, and someone said this felt like an exor- exorcism of decades of futility and helped give the Bengals their first playoff victory in thirty one years. That is, I'm quoting a sports writer. What else? They, uh, I heard the the refs aren't allowed to ref in the playoffs either after that game. Oh, so each ref gets one game, and then they well, they out? they they usually work all throughout the playoffs. But this they, they that touchdown that they uh, they blew the whistle yeah before the guy caught the ball yeah, and then they're like, oh, it's a touchdown. But like if you blow the whistle, the the play's dead. Yeah. so it shouldn't have been a touchdown. So the NFL came out and said that the, they won't be working in the playoffs anymore for the rest of the season. Oh, because of that, I was yeah. going to say, wait, aren't they always switched up and I thought back? Well, I thought it was because of the Dallas game because that. Yeah, we'll get to that later, but that yeah. was interesting too. But no, it was a, it was a, at least one of the closest games for the weekend. Yeah, Joe Burrow is money. Okay, did you see him with his sunglasses after? Yeah, they're like, we think they're Cartier, but we're not sure. And he showed up, and now they're saying, is he the next Montana? He looks like a. I saw a picture of him, a meme. It was a a picture of him and Derek Carr standing next to each other, and it was one of the bad guys from Home Alone. And then he <laughs> looked like Macaulay Culkin. It was pretty funny. <laughs> He looks a lot like Macaulay Culkin too. If you if you see the picture next to him, yeah, I could see that now. I did not see that. That's hilarious. And then someone said, you know, they weren't great in the red zone, and it's weird to say that about the team that won. But you know, you got to be uh, you got to be pretty happy as a Raiders fan, though. I mean, they they had the toughest season. They you know put the pedal to the floor, grinded it out. They lost their coach. They lost their receivers. Yeah, they People, had a lot they of cut, trauma. They cut cornerbacks for you know going online and showing guns and stuff. You're like, oh, my God. And then they made the playoffs, and um, I think that that really like brought the team together, too, and that's why they did so well. Yeah, I think so, too, because they had a lot going on uh, with that team. Derek Carr seems like such a cool guy, too. He does. He's kind of mellow, it seems, mm-hmm. and just... He just like, it's just like he's a leader. Yeah. And uh, it was good to see them at least make the playoffs and get those last because they had to win the, like the last five games or like you know yeah it's which just, was no it was a good game but good for Cincinnati thirty one years in the way I mean that's uh, I'm thirty seven <laughs> so that's I love that and then yeah. um, New England at the Bills everyone was like it's going to be so cold it's like both those teams play in the cold but Bills. Forty-seven, seventeen. I think that crushed uh, them. this was like Josh Allen's like coming out party to just say to Patriots fan, guess who's boss now? Yeah, I could see that. Uh, you know, their rookie quarterback though for New England had a great season. Got to give him some kudos. Mac Jones. 
yeah, he uh, he played well, but not. I mean, the Bills just came out, and we'll talk about their next matchup too. I think that they're just a better team right now. I mean, give Belichick two years, and we'll and we'll talk to him. Again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he has a young team for sure. But I love they scored a touchdown on each of their four first half possessions to twenty seven zero. I mean, that's that's the name of the game. That's like, yeah, you're like, hey, I got the ball, we scored. Hey, I got the ball, we scored. You're like, oh god. <laughs> this is like watching the Eagles game. So yeah, that I mean, again, blowout. Uh, a lot of these games this week, and I was like, okay, what can I do while I'm watching them? And then Big Ben. So he still has not officially said he's retiring, but yeah. he lost forty-one twenty-one. They played really well the first half. Like I was very impressed with like TJ. Or was it TJ Watt that scored that touchdown, the defensive touchdown? Uh, I think so. And then he handed the ball in the end zone to a Steeler fan. I was like, that's so, that's so cool. Oh my god. <laughs> And then uh, the second half came out, and all of a sudden, Andy Reid was doing all those cool plays that he has. He had, like, the Wildcat going with Hardman run, running the quarterback. And then he he does that pitch play, too, where he fake runs it to the right and then just pitches it to the tight end right, like, behind the center. I had to rewind that because all of a sudden I'm like, what? That wasn't a pass. He's just like, boop. Yeah, and then <laughs> they had a, a lineman score a touchdown, and then Travis Kelsey threw for a touchdown. I'm like, this is, like... Like over these guys, but they're so fun to watch. Yeah, no, and kudos to Big Ben. Mike Tomlin was quoted as saying, you know, he's proceeding with the assumption that Ben won't return, and uh, the Athletics, Mark, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, believes all signs point to Mason Rudolph as the Steelers' starting quarterback in 2022. That sucks. <laughs> so Big Ben, though, great career, great career. and But Kansas City moving on. Your Eagles at Tampa Bay, 31-15. Um, yeah. That was, <laughs> That's all he has to say oh, about man. that. It was, you know, I was working and the game was on. And then I was like, God, I can't wait till 2.30. Well, the next game starts. This is horrible. <laughs> well, Jay, uh, Hertz is the youngest quarterback to start a playoff game for the Eagles. When he took the field, he became the youngest in Eagles history to start a playoff game. I was like, I felt better. Because he was wearing a boot on his ankle after the game. I was like, oh, good. He's hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. But, they're, you know, the running game just didn't, didn't go. They really need a linebacker. And Tom Brady, I mean, he just, like, just ate them alive. And I think that, like, I was reading an article, too, that the, you know, the Eagles, they really didn't have to play a quarterback like him for the last eight weeks. They played, like, Zach Wilson and uh, Teddy Bridgewater and, you know. Yeah. And, and then, you know, they played Dallas against Dak, but they didn't even play their starters, so I don't even count that game. It was, it was rough to watch, though. It was rough to watch. I was, um, I was feeling your pain when I was watching The it. worst was Jalen Rigger, too, because they didn't draft Justin Jefferson. They got Jalen Rigger. He fumbles the ball on a kick when they start, like, you know, maybe getting some potential. And that was, like, the icing on the cake. Yeah. I mean, there is something to be said, obviously, about momentum shift. Yeah, but the good news is the Eagles. I was yeah. Three. Now it's draft week, you know, and it's like no more Eagles football. Now it's we're going to draft, and it's all defensive players. We're ready to go. Yeah, I think it's going to make a huge, huge difference. And then I see all the haters. They're like, "Howie Roseman can't draft for the Eagles. He sucks." I'm like, "God, I, I hate these people." <laughs> like, uh, and then San Francisco at Dallas, the most controversial game. San Francisco, 23-17. Okay. Let's just say this, too. San Francisco 
did a little Josh Allen thing. They got the ball. They're putting points on the board every time. And then, I mean, I don't know what the hell happened. They just, they couldn't run a play. And it was, I mean, the the best medicine for an Eagles loss is a Dallas loss. Oh, yeah. And there were some people, I mean, you're either a diehard Dallas fan Mm -hmm. or you hate them, I think. There's no in-between. Oh, yeah, totally. There's no in-between. You're either a Dallas fan or you hate them. Well, and it said uh, uh, Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott now owns a 1-3 record in the playoffs. Fox Sports said that Prescott's playoff record now matches the record that Tony Romo had his through his first six seasons. And I think, wasn't Tony calling that game, too? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, let's talk about how it ended. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, they said that it was a really bad play call because they have no timeouts. And for them to uh, run that quarterback sneak, that he needs to know where the ref is because the ref has to touch the ball in order for the clock to start. So, like, it it was just, like, it was so weird. And then, but I did hear one cool thing about Dak. After the game, he had all the players throwing 500 bucks for the practice team. Oh, that's cool. Because they don't don't make, he's like, hey, they don't make as much money as we do. So, Oh, that's very cool. Micah Parsons said. So I was like, that's one of those things where you hate Dallas, but, like, Dak Prescott's a really stand-up guy. He does, um, um, his brother, actually, I, committed suicide this last summer or the summer before he it does a lot for mental health and i don't care who you are you can hate dallas but you can't hate on someone that's trying to do so good yeah Yeah. no and he the get up guys were taking it because there was 14 seconds left when dak ran that play Mm -hmm. and they were like you need 16 seconds and even like the guys on the other side um dallas they were like not racing back to spike the ball so it was just, they're like bad team management. So do you blame Mike well, McCarthy and is he going to be there? I think year? so. I mean, like they were saying, like, you have to go over every scenario in the football yeah. game. And I was like, whoa, I never even thought of that. <laughs> like, Well, and I mean, two of his teammates were just like, oh, you know, they were just walking mm-hmm. back to the line. Well, not with 14 seconds left when you call a running play. And it was crazy to hear those announcers, like how good they are. They're like, they're not going to be able to run a play like this. They're probably going to get the ball with 40 seconds left. I'm like, oh, whatever. And then, like, next thing you know, they got the ball back with, like, 39. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, no, that. And, you know, and the the ref has to touch the ball. Yeah. And it was weird because he came and he plowed through the line and just touched the ball. And everybody's like, I'm like, what just happened? He plowed through 300-pound guys yeah. on the front line. And, uh, and then the, the fans were throwing uh, water bottles and trash on the field. And they were saying it, it wasn't at the players. It was at the refs. Yeah. And it was like, if that happened in Philadelphia, they would be on the national news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not cool. No. So it was um, a little weird. We'll see if Mike McCarthy stays. Uh, I think he, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a rough one. Then Kellen Moore is getting interviewed by the Broncos. And then the, their defensive coordinator is getting interviews too. So, I mean... Jerry Jones is going to have to pony up some money if he wants to save those two and keep them there. It's just like... And kudos to Kel Moore, ex-Boise State University Yeah, totally. I was at his last home game. It was awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, and then the Cardinals at the Rams, Kyler Murray, people are just saying he just didn't have the experience. No, definitely not. It made me feel better to watch that game for Jalen Hurts, though. I was like, oh, right. Yeah. At least someone else sucks. Well, yeah, the two (laughs) great quarterbacks, but they're young. And Arizona... You know, I mean, when he got sacked in the end zone and just threw it in the air, yeah, it was just like, uh, what are you doing? Yeah, there was some weird stuff going on. I um, 
unfortunately fell asleep. John kept waking me up. Wake up. It's your football. I'm like, what? Ah, oh, we were a little tired from the weekend. Uh, but let's go to this week's matchups. Uh, Cincinnati at Tennessee. Tennessee had the bye. And let's not forget, Derrick Henry might play. Yeah. The number one running back in the NFL for the season until he got hurt. Uh, as of Tuesday, they said he was cleared for contact ahead of Tuesday's practice. So, fingers crossed, because that could be huge. I know. You could use him as a decoy. You could actually <laughs> use him. <laughs> but again, Tennessee, we hadn't talked about them hardly all you know mm. year. Well, we talked about that. We're like, how did we not talk, talk about <laughs> the number one team in the NFL or AFC, you know? But, yeah. So, we'll see. Who do you like in that game, by the way? Um... Who, the... Uh, Cincinnati at Tennessee. I like Tennessee. I like Tennessee, too, but it wouldn't surprise me if... Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to go Tennessee. Um, and then San Francisco at Green Bay. So I didn't realize that Aaron Rodgers is 0-3 against San Fran in the playoffs. Um, he's winning that game. I would think. They lost uh, Joey Bosa and some other guy on the defense. And so I was at the bar, and this guy was like, he just doesn't like Aaron Rodgers. And I'm not an Aaron Rodgers guy either. But I was like, oh, you really think the Niners are going to beat him? He's like, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I'm like, okay, would you like to bet about it? He's like, yeah, yeah, bet you a dollar. I'm like, okay, I'll take that bet. Well, and again, the guys on all the sports shows were like, Aaron Rodgers, he has – only one Super Bowl win. Against the Steelers, too. Yeah, so it's like only one, which is great, but to be in the great, and he is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, but everyone else has two plus. I just don't see him losing four games against, you know. Yeah, Sam Fran. No, he's there to win, and I think he feels good. Um, there's no more toe. Yeah, their secondary isn't that good either. And if, they're not, if they don't have Joey Bosa, and, um, like, that's going to help Aaron Rodgers a lot. Yeah. So I think uh, Green Bay is going to take that one. Um, and then that's Saturday. I love when it's Saturday yeah, and Sunday. Yeah. And then Sunday, Rams at Tampa Bay. A lot of people are calling for the Rams to win. And they, I'm going they, Tampa that's Bay. What, uh, that's what I heard. They said, like, of all the upsets to happen, that L.A. should be the one to win. But I think that Buffalo will win if, if, if you're going upsets. Yeah. I think that, But, too. yeah, I could definitely see the Rams. I mean, I just think that the, the Rams' defense is starting to click. And also, like, Matt Stafford starting to believe in himself. He got his first yeah. playoff win. Well, and it was so funny because in the game last week, the coach of the Rams, he had it, that, red, that red flag to challenge. And he was just like and – he's so, and he's short. He's not the biggest man out there. And he was just like, do I throw it? Do I throw it? And, of course, they're all communicating in his headset. And he threw it. And it, you know, changed the momentum of that game, too. But the Rams did defeat the Bucks in week three, but that was week three, and that was so long ago, it's a whole different Yeah, season. I mean, that was like, like that's, they're not even the same football team. And then uh, Buffalo KC. And what about, I, oh, Cam oh, Akers, too, though? Yes. The, the running back that, yeah. that came back? I mean, that's impressive. And then they just signed that safety, too, out of retirement. It was like Eric Whitell or something. So when you sign someone out of retirement... I don't know Just how that works. Just for the playoffs? Yeah. That, I, mean? I don't know, but like he played with them before. Yeah. And he was like, he's an all pro. Years yeah. and years. And so they just like signed him. I mean, how many can you sign out of retirement to stack your team? Probably. That I do not know, but I will figure it out. Um, but yeah, Buffalo at Kansas City. You say Buffalo. I love Kansas City, but I think Buffalo's going to 
win that one. I said, I think so too. And then while Kansas City is going to blow them up, I'll be like, why would I ever think that Kansas City would lose? Well, yeah. But, and so far, a lot of the teams don't have injuries, but there's still that COVID deal looming. The, t- Tampa Bay had a couple injuries on their offensive line. Their center went down, and then there oh, another God. one sprained his ankle. The like, center, his back was just, that was an ugly, ugly deal. So, um, what else do you have on your list? I just went through mine. Super um, quick. I've just got that the NFL draft is getting ready and uh, teams are firing up. I like how uh, Bruce Arians smacked his player in the head because okay. he was trying to pull one of uh, the Eagles out of the line, and that's a penalty too. I know, Bruce. I was like, what is he doing? He was like elbowing, and then he was trying to, I think, pull him off, but I think he should have gone for the jersey. But yeah, he smacked him in the head yeah. like, dude. Just, you know, I mean, I think that's good, keeping your, your players accountable. I mean, like, you're winning. You can't have mental lapses like that if you want to go to the championship you know you got to be firing on all cylinders well yeah it was uh that's a little scary Mm -hmm. and then i just yeah i got dallas's coaching staff like where where do they go from here and then also uh um carson wentz like are they going to sign him again his cap hit is like 22 million dollars and they gave up a first rounder for him thank you and they were saying, it's like, oh, this is a Philly problem. It's a Philadelphia problem. It's like, okay, cool. You guys fix them. And then, yeah, well, whatever. But at the same time, they, they haven't won at Jacksonville. They've lost six in a row there. So is that like, Jackson, is that Carson Wentz's fault, fault? that? Well, it always comes down to the quarterback. It shouldn't. Yeah. But it does. Either they're the stars or we talked about that a couple weeks ago. He did fumble ago. and throw an interception. So. Yeah. Well, and then injuries. We talked about Derrick Henry. He's cleared um, for Tennessee. Green Bay. He was uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Yeah. Uh, limited participant for last Tuesday's practice, uh, but luckily he got a rest. And the uh, Kyle Shanahan from the 49ers said Jimmy Garoppolo would be limited at practice Tuesday. Now, we filmed this on Wednesday, so we'll see uh, with a shoulder. He's kind of beat up, man. He's got a thumb problem. He's got a shoulder problem. But, man, if anyone looks good when he takes his helmet off besides Tom Brady, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I wonder if they, like, like (laughs) practice in the locker room in New England. They're like, all right, so when you take your helmet off, Jimmy, you're going to want to go like this and then maybe a little shake because you guys are both, like, star-studded athletes and, you know, like, American supermodel athlete, you know? They are. Jimmy like they are like he, he is like the um, yeah like nilsey nilsey's like he's he's a good looking guy that works here too yeah even with his mustache nilsey's a good looking well it's guy. funny he gets numbers here from girls sometimes and i'm like did you did you just get a number he's like, <laughs> he's like like yeah like yeah like it's no big deal like i never i don't you know i don't but get numbers you and i are taken so they i'm know taken that. and and i don't numbers. i just don't get numbers you know it's fine <laughs> Um, and then last on my list was Cincinnati. Trey Hendrickson is still in the league's concussion protocol. Ooh. But expected to get clear ahead so, of this weekend. And who was the Cardinals player that got hurt? Uh, Cardinals was, uh, is it Bubba Baker? Hey. Yeah, and he said he was okay, which okay. is, yeah, that was a little scary moment. He was released from Cedar sinai Medical Center uh, mm-hmm. Tuesday. So. Um, and I just think that uh, they really missed Hopkins on the, and experience too. Yeah, I agree with you. But I think Hopkins, like, as soon as he got hurt, it was like they lost, you know, like four out of six games. Or It's like, ooh. 
I know it's sad when like one player. Well, but it's like it's like the thing is, is like the coach too. It's like okay, you don't have him, you have to adjust. Well, yeah, it shouldn't come down to one player. Yeah, wasn't JJ Watt in the Cardinals game this past weekend? Mm -hmm. He was healthy. And then like Zach Ertz was there too. You know, I'm like throw the throw the ball to him, man. And it didn't help. Um, One last note: Rams coach. uh, It's totally hot. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did I say that out loud? Well, he and I think you look like him, actually. Good. Uh, but no, he said he's going, you know, he uh, was made a concerted effort to establish the run and lean heavily on the team's backs. When game script allows. I love that. So, you know, we're going to see what happens. There are some good matchups. They said, you know, the eight elite quarterbacks are basically up this weekend. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, like, it's good to see that the good teams are in it. You know, there's nothing like... Some weird, you know, some team that shouldn't be there, you know, upsetting another team when you're like, oh, now these guys are definitely going to lose. Well, yeah. So we'll see. I have, yeah, Tennessee over Cincinnati, Green Bay over San Fran. You agree with that? We're going Buffalo. Buffalo. Uh, I might have to take KC, but. I'll bet you a dollar. Okay, I'll bet you a dollar. Cool. I'm going to be rich this weekend. And then Rams at Tampa Bay. I'd love to see Tampa Bay, but I don't know. Sean McVay can pull stuff out of his hat. Yeah, he's pretty good. I like how fired up he gets. Oh, my God. He, like, runs to the end zone. He, like, spiking the ball with the players. He's like, oh, yeah, let's go. We're like, yeah, dude. This guy's, this guy's awesome. <laughs> so it'll be fun. Um, don't come to Grumpy's to watch the games, but come to Grumpy's to uh, get some food because you can't camp anymore. Can't camp out. Because Crazy Pete says thanks, but you can't camp out like someone actually drew a beard on Pete. That's good. Stay tuned. Um, Super Bowl's coming up. Playoffs. It's a big betting season. So I'm going to air my buddy J-Rod all about betting. If you didn't see it last week, watch. keep watching because it's very cool. And I learned a ton. I learned I'm a props better. So we are going to re-air Those are his. so fun. Oh, those are fun. Like, how long is the anthem going? Is Tom Brady going to throw a touchdown? Who's the first, you know, like, yeah. what's heads or tails? And the flip, you're like, oh, my God, this is so fun. I don't know. So we'll have to make some props bets between us. Um, but, yeah, stay tuned. Thanks so much. And uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. All right, I'd like to welcome back J-Rod, Jim Rodriguez. Um, last week, we talked all about football, how you got into it. This week, it's all about betting. You yes. host a betting podcast that I have watched, and it's helped a little, but you guys know it. You guys <laughs> live it. You said last week that you put your bookie out of business, which I absolutely love. Let's talk betting. First off, give everyone the name of your podcast, and I'll put all, all your stuff below. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, you, you know, you, you can, it's, it's so funny now we, we say traditional like website, five reasons, sports.com, uh, but you can go, you, it's, it's a YouTube show. Uh, you go to just look up five reasons sports. Um, and my show is called five reasons to bet. You can go to my Twitter, which is at J rod show. There's always links on it and stuff. And we do it, you know, we do it three times a week, uh, usually Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. And we, you know, NFL, NBA, golf, whatever, whatever, whatever we can try to get lay a bet on. And it's fun. You know, it's, it's a, it's sports investing. And it's, it's, you know, it's funny when you find something that you're passionate about is, is important, but when you can find something that you're passionate about and that you're good at, then, then you've, then you've hit the mother load and, and gambling has always been, listen, my mom growing up, my mom um, was a bookie. My mom was the neighborhood bookie growing up, you know? And, and so she taught me all about gambling, you know, growing up in LA, we would drive to Vegas once a month. And she taught me how to play cards. She taught me how to play craps. She taught me uh, slot machines. She taught we. She won. She won like ten grand at Los Alamitos 
chariot racing, you know, chariot horse racing, not degenerate as that. She bought a condo in 1987 for winnings at the track. So she taught me everything about gambling. So I owe her a huge, you know, God rest her. So I owe her a huge, every dollar I make is because of, of, of what she brought into it. And my dad was just the opposite. My dad was a man of Zen. Quiet. I didn't know my dad could speak for a while. But my dad would go days without speaking. He would just give you the nod or the, or the look. So they were, they were, they were the perfect yin and yang growing up. But yeah, gambling is, 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 you know, it, it seems intimidating at first. Yeah, but it's really not. It's it, it's like everything. It's it, think of the stock market only with you know athletes. That's a good point. I mean, I invest in stocks, but I've never been a big better. We had a relative that was a bookie growing up, and you know, forget January and forget the Super Bowl. He was not available. He was busy, right? And exactly. you said last week that NFL came to you because you do office pools at ESPN, which I love. We always do in the truck for rodeos, you know, we'll draw what bull and all that. We keep it luck mm-hmm. of the draw uh, with rodeo. So you started in office pools and now you host this podcast and you, you know, you can make a living besides television off gambling. Sure. sure. Listen, uh, NFL season's my most profitable as uncle Sam would, as uncle Sam knows. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a good way to, to sort of, uh, it's my stimulus package, you know, look at it that way. And, but, but it's, but it's work. It's like anything, you know, it's, it's not, it's not the, Oh, they've got the best uniforms. It's funny because my mom, uh, she, she was joking of course, but she always had a theory when I would just ask her, how do you pick the, how do you pick, you know, how do you know which horse to pick on? And she would say, well, simple. When they do a little parade before they, they go, you look at the horse that takes a crap before the race, that horse is empty. That's the horse I'm running with. And I was like, and she did it as a goof, and the horse won. So I was like, "Wow!" But the, you know, there is a there is a, a, a science to this. It's it's a lot of it is is injuries. A lot of it is trends. A lot of it is is where they play. You know, and the and the stuff that's crazy is when you're a psych. You got to be a psychologist because we don't know if this this guy had a fight with his girlfriend, had a fight with his wife, or his, or their, their kid is sick. You know, and now they have to go play these games. So it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot easier to get this information than it used to be in terms of analytics, in terms of, you know, I'm not going to pitch any particular website, but you can, there's a million websites you can go and subscribe and they'll print the numbers for you. So you can be an informed better, just like, again, it's just like the stock market, just like you have, you know, websites that you can tell, that'll tell you what stocks to pick. And that's the same thing with gambling. And, 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 and it's a great way to sort of add to your income, you know, and be a smart better. Again, I've always said this. Don't bet what you can't lose. If you're betting your mortgage, if you're betting your rent, no, no, no. Again, it is for entertainment purposes, but if you can make a couple, two, three bucks, then you're going to be all right. And again, I've, I've found that, you know, it, it's fun. Um, it's a great way to spend the day. You know, the only drawback of it, you know, it's kind of like people who work in a restaurant. The last thing they want to do is eat, you know? The, you know I, I find myself, it's, it's very hard to watch a game unless I got, unless I got some action on it. <laughs> well, and how do you, especially with football, and it is January, so Super Bowl's coming up. How do you first, first, how do you balance it all with family? And you have to do a lot of research for all of your, all of your sports shows, sure. and especially, I would think that the betting sports show you have to do almost the most research. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like anything. It's it's you treat it like a job. You, you know, you've got to carve out some time. You know, it's it's so funny as I've gotten older and I've and I've hit that the the, the fifth floor of my life. By the way, I, I just turned fifty. By the way, which I was going to say, didn't you have the birthday? Yeah, good good thing the alcohol and cigars have mummified me. So I don't I don't think I look fifty. I think I'm doing all right. But um, I think 
the I've joined the 5 a.m. club. You get up at 5 a.m. It's quiet time. You know, you have your coffee and then you have that hour or two before that I have to wake the kids up and you can just delve into whatever it is. And for some people, it's they're reading books. You know, other people are meditating. Other people, and I'm I'm crunching gambling numbers and I'm I'm reading over the the games from last night and and trends to be an informed gambler. I mean, you know, sometimes it is luck and sometimes you're like, listen, all the stats, all it all points that this result's going to happen. And at the end of the day, it's still human beings. But it's all about being an informed sports investor. And 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 then when you make a bet, and that bet wins, oh my gosh! And especially if, if your if your opinion is different from everybody else's, like sort of where I made my bones in in this gambling business is uh, I do a lot of boxing. I cover a lot of boxing for ESPN as a producer, not as an on air talent. And I I went on one of my gambling shows and I said, hey, this particular fight, check out the draw. I think this I think this fight could end up at a tie. And in the fight, and it was 15 to one, which means for every dollar you bet, you win $15. Um, and the fight ended up with a draw. And I just sat there like that proud dad watching their kid walk down the aisle at, at the college graduation going, oh, yeah. And then seeing my Twitter mentions and seeing all my phone blowing up. You got it. Oh, my God. How did you do that? How did you do that? And it really just it, it, it pays off. And then, you know, you, you put some bucks in your pocket. That doesn't hurt either. Well, and when you place these bets, like you said. I mean, I'm assuming those games are what's on TV and you're following them. And do you get nervous because there's more on the line? I get nervous when, you know, I'm a Seahawks fan growing up in Washington State and not my year, obviously. But it's like my dad used to get so nervous just watching his UW Huskies play. I'm like, Dad, it's just a game. But he would be so nervous. So I'm thinking if you bet again, only bet where you can afford to lose. But that is a little more nerve wracking. Well, you know, it's so funny as I've gotten, I mean, I've been gambling, legit gambling for 25 years, half my life. I've I've been making bets. So, you know, it's funny there. I saw this gambling show on Showtime. They did kind of a a documentary about gamblers. And there's a very famous gambler who makes his bets and doesn't watch the games, goes off, spends time with his wife, goes, go shopping because he's saying, hey, I've already made the bet. There's nothing more I can do. I can't catch the ball. I can't throw the ball. And and I find myself a lot doing that where where if I'm watching a game because I really want to watch that game, but you know, you also make so many bets, like on an NFL Sunday, you know, I'll make 10, 12 bets, you know, and you don't want to be that guy looking at the phone or stuff like that. I just remember I had a, a moment of, of clarity. I was in Vegas with my wife, and I used to be a big blackjack player. And God bless that woman. She's I know there's a there's Love a special her. place Love in her. heaven for her. She's going to be a saint. Um, she would stand, but, you know, she's not a gambler. She would sit there, you know, standing next to me at the blackjack table for you know hour or two hours. And then she said to myself, I, you know, I looked at her and I said, are you having any fun? And she's like, no, not really. And I said, what are we doing? And that's when really sports gambling really became my thing. So I would go, I would make my bets. And then we'd go out, we'd go to the club, we'd go to the restaurant, we'd go sightseeing, we'd go to the bar and the bets are done. So yeah, it's fun to watch the games, but also you know, it, I'll I'll check my phone, see see whatever the results are at the end of the day, and then you're done. But then you know, it's it, it's been more of a convenience. And you said, how do I manage it with kids? That's that's the best way to do it. You make your bets, and then all right, what are we doing today? Let's throw the ball in the backyard. Let's go here. Let's go get some ice cream. Let's go have brunch. Let's go to the beach. Whatever it is, you know, I'll I'll sneak my little you know. How am I yeah. doing here? Oh my God, Patrick Mahomes, you're killing me today. You know, this, that, and the other. Oh my God, the Dodgers. But that's the one thing I will say. I will, I never bet with my heart. Always bet with your head. 
both in terms of what you can lose and on your team. Because if it was up to me, I'd bet the Dodgers would go 162 and 0 and win the World Series every year. And that, and that clearly is not going to happen. <laughs> I, so I won't, I won't bet on the Dodgers. I won't bet on the Dodgers. That's the only thing I won't. I, I mean, I will, but I'll always bet them to win. So if I think they're going to win, if I think this is the thing, then I will bet the Dodgers. Okay. I want you to explain. I'm sure a lot of people know this. When you look at, because I'm always looking at the schedules for the NFL and it says minus eight. Is that the over under? Because I will say, I love the NFL. I know a lot about it, but that's why I have people like you on the show to explain. Sure. Talk about over under, the minus and the plus that you see when you look before a game starts. Well, the, the most popular bets, the numbers you'll always see is minus eight or minus seven, minus two and a half. And then there's a, there's a total. So, so what, the first one is called the side, the point spread. And that is what Vegas does is they'll say, let's pick, let, let's take your Seahawks. Your Seahawks playing the Lions. Well, the, the, the Seahawks were minus seven and a half, which means whatever the final score is, you take you minus seven and a half from the Seahawks. And if they still win the game, then you win your bet. Just like on the flip side, you'll see a team plus seven and a half. So if, if the Seahawks are minus seven and a half, their opponent would be plus seven and a half. Same theory. Whenever the game ends, the final score, you plus seven and a half. And if they win the game with that, then you win your bet. So that's how that works. And 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 it and the reason why Vegas does that or the sports books does that is that they want to get their goal is to get the equal amount of bets on each side. Because again, remember, Vegas is is Vegas can get killed like this. If all of a sudden, if there's a favorite and everybody bets the favorite. And they and the favorite wins. Well, Vegas has got to shell out all that money, so that's why they try to make the numbers so close that you're like, well, you know what? Plus seven and a half for the Seahawks. Maybe maybe the Seahawks will win by five, so they won't cover the minus seven and a half. So maybe I'll go on the other side. So that's the whole point to try to get the equal amount of sides. And then the the other one is the total, and the total is how is just that? How many total points? will be scored in the game between both teams combined. Will it be over that number that they give, or will it be under the total? The other number you see is the total. Let's say it's 48. And the reason, and that is how many combined points between both teams will be scored in that game. It's exactly what it means, the total. Will it be over that number or under that number? Um, and then that, those are the two basic bets, the spread and the total. But then you can apply to that to first at the end of the first quarter. What will the total be at the end of the first quarter? What will be the what will be the total at halftime? What will be the total at the end of three quarters? What will be the total at the end of the game? You can bet you can apply that to everything. And then you have something called proposition bets, props bets, where you talked about what color Gatorade are they going to put on the coach at the Super Bowl? Well, you can do that from how many yards will Patrick Mahomes throw for this year? How many rushing yards will Russell Wilson have in this game? And they will set the number. And then you bet over or under that. And then different sports books, both brick and mortar sports books or online sports books, you can shop around. Like I have multiple accounts with multiple sports books because sometimes you'll get a better number. You'll get better odds here or you'll get better there. And then probably your next question is going to be, what is that minus 115? What is that plus 105? That is your money line. That is, that is, your, that is the odds of how much money you're going to make. And the simplest way to do it if it's minus, that means you're you're you have to. It's a losing bet, and losing bet meaning it's it's you're taking less money. So everything's based on hundred dollars. I base it on dollars, at least the way my my 
brain works, $1. So minus 115 means for every $1.15 that you bet, you win $1 back. That's why it's a, it's a, that's why it's a minus bet. You're winning, but you're, you're winning less than you bet. Minus 200 for every $2 you bet, you, you get $1 back. That's a, that's a prohibitive. That's a big favorite. Plus 105 plus 115 means for every dollar you bet, you get $1.15 back. That makes sense? No, it makes sense. But then how do you choose which one to do? <laughs> well, then that's where you got to do your homework. You got to say, hey, listen, I think the Seahawks have been struggling lately. I'm using your Seahawks here. Yeah, They've that's been okay. They have been struggling. I don't, I don't think they're going to cover the number. I, I think I think they're not going to cover. They're not going to win by more than they're not going to win by more than seven and a half points. So I'm going to go with the other bet. So underdogs will make you more money because they're underdogs. They're not expected to win. A favorite, the book will say, hey, you got to you're going to win less than you bet because they're the favorite. And then if you get an upset, crazy, or you get props and stuff. That's where it all becomes. And then it just becomes studying, just like stocks. Just like what, you know, you know what, what's Bitcoin going to do? And, you know, when did you buy it? When did you make the bet? Because when you make your bet, you're locked into whatever number that is. But the lines move. The lines are fluid. And in this era of COVID, it's become a disaster. Because on Tuesday, let's say, the Seahawks are minus seven and a half against the lines. It means they got to win by eight or more points for you to win the bet. But then... Come Thursday, we find out player X has COVID, or we find out player Y is hurt. Well, now that line is going to go down. So you're locked. You bought your bet. You bought it at seven and a half, but maybe now it's minus three. So now the Seahawks, all they have to do is win by four points or more. So you either have to buy another bet, you know, make another bet. So that's why in, in this era of COVID, that's been the hardest part in terms of the gambling perspective is you have to wait till the very last minute. Once, because once the game starts, you're locked in. But then you have in-game betting, which means you can make bets while the game is going on. So if all of a sudden the Seahawks get out in front, you can still bet on the Seahawks to win the game. But now it becomes more money you have to bet to win less money and vice versa. So it's it, it's fascinating. It's I always you like have the... good, you got to have good Wi-Fi. Let's put it that way. Have good yeah, Wi-Fi. I was gonna these. say you can like... tell you what you can you can even you can even bet what the next play will be. Will the next play be a run play? Will the next play be a pass play? It's crazy. I saw that you'll laugh on some sitcom. They were betting and all the guys were around a bar and they were like asking the waitress because she was really good at it. She just had the sixth sense. They're like, is he going to make the three pointer? Yes or no. And that you have to do it right away. Right. That's what's right. crazy to me. I like the, the, you know, will Bill Belichick wear a hoodie with short sleeves or long sleeve, you know, no sleeves or how many times right. will they go to G- Giselle in the, you know, right. in our seat. Those are the. Right. I mean, how, how Super Bowl Super Bowl is the is the is the motherload of of sports propositions. I mean, literally, you'll you'll be in Vegas or you'll go to your favorite online sports book and you'll see a packet like literally this thick of of, of propositions bets. And one of my favorite prop bets, and I always tell this story, was the Super Bowl that they played here in Miami years ago between the Colts and the Bears. Okay. That year, the Colts were just steamrolling people, incredible offense, just running people into the ground. And that particular postseason, they hadn't punted all postseason. Their offense was so good that they hadn't punted. So come the Super Bowl, you knew because you checked the weather, it was going to be a rainy day in Miami. 
maybe more running, maybe the offense wasn't going to shape up, and the Bears' defense was pretty good. So they set how many times would the Colts punt in the game? <laughs> and they set it at two and a half. Two and a half. So it means they got to punt either less than two. I mean, there's no half a punt. The, the, yeah. that. So, and I thought it's going to be rainy. The offense has been, I'm going to go over two and a half. Yeah, so I, I remember. I remember that third punt. I shot up out of my seat. And, you know, I'm the only one doing that. But that's how you can always tell who the gamblers are when there's just a random run play or a random catch out of nowhere. And somebody, yeah, there's there's some proposition that just a good prop bet just came in. there. That's that's the best part of it. It's sort of that little wink to the gambler. Like, I see you, player. I see you. So I definitely would be a props better. Or I yeah, love for fun. the Super Bowl, the squares. You just pay however yes. much. There's a ski shop in town that's been famous yes. for it. And it's very, they have this huge board and, you know, it's maybe a hundred bucks, or whatever. It's just in-house. And yeah, you just, you draw your number. And I've, I've won a little bit of money uh, for some Super Bowl parties at that. Cause yeah. it's just random. Squares, yeah. Squares is funny because squares is, that, that's just luck. That's just, yeah. you know, heads or tails. That, that's just luck. Uh, but it's fun. It's fun winning those as well. And, and the way the squares work is they have a basically a, a, a plain sheet, with a bunch of little squares. And then you you put in your initials or your name. You pick whatever square you want and you, you pay per square. And then they draw the numbers from zero to nine. So yeah. four, so they go four, six, eight, nine, and then down the side. And then whatever the score is at the end of the first quarter, at the end of halftime, if it's seven to zero. So if you have seven. And then zero, you you meet the square. Oh, that's who the winner is. So that that's yeah. a lot of fun too. It's that's fun at the fun. Super Bowl, you know. Parties yeah, well, the Super or- Bowl is, is the is is the Super Bowl of betting. It's 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 great. It's great. You know, I you I lose track. You know, I lose track. How many how many bets? That I just at the end of the day, I thank God for online sports books. I just look. Oh, good, I won or I didn't win. So yeah, it's great. It's great. All right, I have to ask. I know it's going to be a couple. Well, that. Who did you want at the beginning of the season to win the Super Bowl? Who did you think? And who do you think is going to win it now? Because this will air before I, February. But we, you know. As, as a producer, as, a, as someone who's in television, I think the best, the absolute best matchup would be Patriots-Buccaneers. Yep. No, Brady I agree. For TV. Belichick. And the game would the game's in LA, Hollywood story. That would be the absolute. I mean, and both teams are in the playoffs, so it it, it could happen. Um, I think I'd love for the Rams to get in there. Uh for my son. I think he'd go up, I'd go out of his mind. Uh I think it's gonna be a Packers Chiefs Super Bowl. Uh, and I think the Packers are gonna win. I think the insufferable Aaron Rodgers will and his smugness will uh will be the MVP of the league, will be the MVP of the Super Bowl. And he will walk out of title town with the title and end up either in Denver or maybe Miami or maybe Pittsburgh and, and be their quarterback and end his career there. But I think it's, I think it's going to be Packers Chiefs, which would be great because there's be, there'll be a lot of points in that game yeah. in theory. So you would bet the over. <laughs> well, and that's what you talk about. If people want to learn more about betting three times a week, I'm going to let you go because you're so busy. But after the Super Bowl, I want you back on just to talk, give a wrap up of the whole season, how you bet, what you won at. I know that's not the right English, but you know, um, yeah, I was interviewed in December for this magazine article and I picked Cardinals. I can't remember. 
But you know, because someone was so hot and not, so the playoffs yeah, are going to be great. Yeah. Car- Cardinals, get- Cardinals started eight, no, sure, yeah. And then my buddy uh, Trevor, who helps me out with podcasts, he's an Eagles fan, and they—I mean, it has. It's been a crazy season, but I learned a lot. And your podcast link is below because it's so interesting. I'm like, oh, I gotta have J Rod on, you know, because we go back a long way. The Arsenal in LA, baby. The Arsenal in LA. I love it. I love it. And, you, love and it. you're you're one of my favorite people. I love to see you succeed. I love all all, all the things you've done and. You've, you've earned it all. So uh, congratulations on the show, on all the stuff you do with the rodeo. And maybe one day we'll actually see each other in person. I know. Talk we almost made it in Vegas when I was there for well, the rodeo. We were, and right we were, back we were at in you. Vegas at the same time. Yeah. Absolutely. One of my and favorite come people. Down, come down to Miami. You know, we might be coming this spring to uh, Vero Beach to see some friends. And I told John, I go, honey, we have to go down the coast and kind of check a few things out and see a few friends. So. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be waiting for you. Right back at you. You're one of my favorite people and all you've done. I was like, I got to get a move on. He is just, not the competition, <laughs> but you're just inspiring because all you do. And I'm with you on the not quite 5 a.m. mornings, but I'm a 6 a.m. and just the quiet time. But I have no kids. I have no husband. Yeah. I have a great boyfriend who understands. Yeah. Yeah. I just have my pug and my dog looking at me like, what are you doing up at this hour, dude? You're not a morning person. All right. Okay. Sure. Well, well, Cafecito, thanks, though, that, that Cuban yeah. coffee helps me out. Well, yeah, you have a whole other podcast on cigars, so check out all his links below. Love you. And here's to a successful betting season up into and after the Super Bowl. Cheers. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, everyone. This week, Maria's Minute, it's going to be way less than a minute. I just want to say be happy, be blessed, be grateful, and be safe. If you're not vaccinated, please get vaccinated. That's my two cents. See you next week. Enjoy the football. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.